This is an ABC podcast. Hi, friends. My name's Ruby, and this is News Time. Hi, Ruby. Hey there, Ruby. In today's top five stories, we're going to have a sing along with some famous school kids. We're going to find out why bees are swarming across Western Australia. We'll meet an Aboriginal elder who's had an asteroid named after him. We're going to hear about the footballing family kicking massive goals and we'll wander across the desert with a walking whale. What? You'll have to keep listening to find out what that means. Let's hear the news. Story number five. Lots of kids around the world have been learning from home while the coronavirus pandemic's been happening. Online learning is the same as school, but instead of going to school, you go on your iPads and stay home. There are other reasons kids learn online too, like students from the Mount Isa School of the Air. They live all over Outback Australia on properties that are too far away to travel to school every day. They have to do their learning on computers most of the time. Maybe it's a bit hard and probably hard to make friends as well. Learning from home can be challenging, but the kids at Mount Isa School of the Air are pretty proud of it. In fact, they made a song about it. School work done, we're back outside in the heat, the dust and flies. Mastering on horseback and motorbikes, flat out, that's our lives. I like how they work together as a team and how some people played the guitar, some people sang. The song is called Biggest Classroom in the World and the kids wrote it with a country music singer named Josh Arnold. It talks about life in the outback, riding horses and motorbikes and being mates with your neighbours. They filmed a video to go with it too. My eyes kind of lit up when they bring out dirt bikes. They practised the songs at home then travelled to Mount Isa to make the video. The song was a hit. The biggest classroom in the world has been shared thousands of times online. You guys work really well and hard. Hello to all the kids from the Mount Isa School of the Air. Um, can I have your autographs? Story number four. Oh, look at that cute, furry, fuzzy little... mm, What is that thing anyway? A teddy bear? I actually thought it was an owl at first. It's white and black and it has dark orange eyes. Ah, it's actually a bee. It's an Australian native called the Dawson's Burrowing Bee. They grow to about three centimetres. That's about the same length as a pencil sharpener. And they're so fluffy, some people say they look like teddy bears. The Dawson bees make tunnels for their babies by wriggling their head into the ground. That's right. Instead of living in trees, they nest underground in the West Australian clay pans. Clay pans are a layer in the ground just below the surface. 
they're different to regular dirt and soil because they're made of clay that's hard when it's dry and sticky when it's wet. Right now, thousands of Dawson's burrowing bees are emerging from the clay to breed and dig new burrows, which they'll line with wax and fill with pollen for their babies to eat. Without bees, flowers won't bloom, we won't have honey. Bees are super important, and luckily the Dawson's burrowing bee is thriving because there's been lots of rain and wild flowers are blooming. Scientists say that all of these extra flowers have brought the bees out of their burrows. That would be really scary because they might sting you. Don't worry, the Dawson's burrowing bee is gentle and only the females have stings. But if you see bees when you're out and about, it's always a good idea to give them some space so that they can keep going about their business. I mean, business. Story number three. Have you ever looked through a telescope? It gives you a close-up view of things up in space, like stars and planets, and, if you're lucky, asteroids. It's actually a rock. An asteroid is a rocky world that revolves around the sun. Asteroids are giant rocks in space, but they're too small to be called planets. There are millions of asteroids floating between Mars and Jupiter right now. But there's one in particular that's about 2.7 kilometres wide. That's more than 20 football fields across. And it's just been given a new name. I'd probably name it Rocky or Rockstar. Good choices. But this asteroid has been named after an Aboriginal elder. Maybe he's an elder that controls rocks. Maybe he's brave. The asteroid's called 10040-Gila. The number means it's the 10,040th asteroid to ever be officially named. And Gila is after Gila Michael Anderson. Mr Anderson is a Uwalii elder from Gadooga in northwest New South Wales. He's been interested in space since he was a kid, when his nan and pop told him stories about the stars. The International Astronomical Union, they're the people who officially name asteroids, they say they chose Mr Anderson because he shares lots of Gamilaroi and Uwalii star knowledge with them. You're encouraging other people to learn about the stars. I'm proud of your hard work and, and I'm proud that you know a lot about space. Mr Anderson says it's a great honour to have an asteroid named after him. And he's grateful to past generations for teaching him and the next generations of Australia so much. Story number two. Did you know more than a million people in Australia play soccer? Or football, if that's what you like to call it. You kick the ball around and the goalkeeper has to try and catch. You can't use your hands to move the ball. You can only use your feet. And there's two teams... Yep, there are thousands of clubs you can join. But Jared Larkin's law had trouble finding a soccer club when he was a kid. He has cerebral palsy, a condition that affects the way his body moves. Jared couldn't walk without help until he was four and a half years old. And he had a lot of trouble communicating. His dad, Jay, took him to a few different soccer clubs, but they weren't the right fit. 
When Jared was 11, he finally found a team in Queensland for players with similar abilities. But they had to play in a cow paddock instead of a soccer field. And they had no proper equipment. That's not fair. Jared and Jay thought, that's not good enough. They decided to start their own club. A lot of people would be joining. I think they feel really happy about that. Jared and Jay created the Brisbane Paralympic Football Program, which is for players of all abilities. Now, Jared's a grown-up and one of the best Paralympic footballers in the country. He's represented Australia 17 times. You kept on trying and you're awesome at it and you never gave up. Jay and Jared say the best thing is bringing joy to families who've been having trouble fitting in at other sports clubs. Don't give up, you can join Jared's club. Story number one. Millions of years ago, a fearsome whale wandered the land. Huh? Yep, wandered. Scientists have found a 43-million-year-old fossil in Egypt belonging to a four-legged whale. It was about the length of a small car and heavier than a saltwater crocodile. It looks like it has a body of like a cheetah with the legs and claws. It's a bit skinny like a dog. It actually looks like a big monster trying to eat a narwhal. Scientists say this walking whale was a top predator. But don't worry, it's extinct. That means it hasn't existed for a while. It's been named Theomycetus Anubis, after the Egyptian god of the dead. Yikes. And how it probably made it to the top of the food chain was probably just taking down bigger and bigger predators at a time. And it eats meat, like a shark. This walking whale was amphibious. That means it could live on land and in the water. Even though whales today live in the ocean, their ancestors were land dwellers. About 50 million years ago, they evolved into animals that could live in water too. And about 30 million years ago, they grew flippers and became full-time swimmers. Scientists have found other fossils in the same place that belong to other amphibious whales that looked like crocodiles. They are hoping that their discoveries will help us learn even more about exactly how and why whales evolved from land to sea creatures. Wow. I had no idea that um, whales in the past had legs. Well, now you know. And that's it for today's news time, friends. All over, Red Rover. Don't forget you can check out the show notes and take this week's quiz. Thank you, Ruby. Thank you so much for all your help. See ya. Catch you next week. Bye.